and wonder Arcade centers like no other nostalgia Yeah, yeah, every moment, everything you see When I jump all on it, damn Walking through these halls, my childhood is written on these walls um, I breathe the air, deep down I know this place is where I belong My destiny, my wildest dream, my fantasy My inspiration and my energy Everything up to this point, this place has let me, yeah can't go on forever so real like a faded meeting with a brand new new shape from beginning two 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 point 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 oh 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 hello and welcome to japan 2.0 this is our uh, chicken and waffles podcast <laughs> matt and i found a chicken and waffle place in uh, osaka in umeda yeah, it's called Mo- Moja. Moja? Yeah, Moja, that's right. Yeah, Moja. And uh, it's a really nice restaurant, really cool restaurant, which kind of ties into our podcast topic. Really cool, different kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's our topic today? Uh, our topic is summer in Japan. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about what life's like when we're, you know, surviving the heat and... Uh, I mean, just general thoughts about summer, yeah. summertime. Japan's kind of, every country I've been to, every state I've been to, I was just in Maryland, actually, and they're going, someone mentioned the four, unique four seasons there. I used to always rip on Korea for this, because I just thought it was hilarious, because, I mean, Michigan has four seasons, too, and they're quite distinct, and I'm sure California, you know, has four seasons, too. I'm sure some are more divided than others, but... Um, Japan also goes on about its four seasons, but I think summer is a very, very distinct season here. Um, it's my personal least favorite season. Uh, even though I have two months off, you think it would be awesome. It, it is. It's, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. Um, but there's a lot of... There's more negatives and positives for me about summer. How about you? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty tolerant about all weather. Or I don't know why that is, but... Um, but yeah, summer does get to you eventually. And even though I'm a pretty tolerant person, I could you know handle cold weather, I could handle heat. Well, the summer is very humid, and I think that's I mean I think that's something somebody anybody would mention if talking about Japanese summers. They're notoriously humid. Uh, I remember watching a Akira Kurosawa movie and that takes place in like the 1960s, and they're the black markets in Tokyo or something and it's about a police detective and he's just fanning himself like all day long and it looks so hot and um, it was a black and white movie and it just everything screams humid, hot, sweaty I just can't there's probably no air, air conditioning right? I cannot imagine living in Japan in the summer without air conditioning and we should say that we're you know we, if you're not a regular listener we're coming from um, the Kansai area you know Kyoto, Osaka, Kobe <laughs> I mean, you could be further south. It's very possible. We're, we're not like southern Japan by any means, you know? Um, I think it's something that you adapt to over time. Maybe that's part of the reason, you know, Korea wasn't too dissimilar. I, I think Japan is hotter and more humid, again, relative to where you are. Um, but Japanese people, like, um, we're sitting with a window view. There's people wearing, like, sweaters and jackets today, and I'm shorts and a t-shirt, and I'm dying, like... Oh, when the heat wave starts, like, I'm always surprised because I see people with sweatshirts on. Yeah. Or jackets. Yeah, and I can't believe they can do it. And then I always look at people, and they're not they're not sweating that much. And I'm constantly sweating. I don't know if it's an acclimation thing or, or what, but... I can't 
can't leave my apartment without just getting drenched. That doesn't bother you? You just said like you're pretty easy to adjust. You don't mind. I mean, that to me, it, that's the reason I don't like it. It's so annoying. It's that, uncomfortable, but um, but I mean, I get uncomfortable in the cold. Also, you know, I mean, I'm still, I still. And I guess okay with it. I just expect it, you know. I guess it's personal preference. I'd rather be shivering or uh, can't feel my fingers than take a shower and five minutes later I'm, I'm drenched in sweat and need another shower and I don't know, smell bad and. Uh, I, I guess I just accept that I'm going to take a shower, I'm going to get out of the shower, and I'm going to be sweating immediately, you know? So, um, that, I mean, weather's a pretty it's annoying. It's weather's annoying. a pretty boring aspect of anything to talk about, but it's, it's really important. I think it defines a lot of the characteristics of uh, the Japanese summer, because honestly, it is so extreme. It's, again, it's not the heat. I came from Maryland just now, like I said, it was 95, there was like 70% humidity, and I was looking at the weather in Japan, I was like, oh, it's only 85 there, but that 85 just feels much, much worse than uh, 95 with 70% humidity, because it's, it's honestly 100% humidity almost every day. Yeah, my wife summed it up really good the other day. She was saying that uh, if, if you live in the California desert, for example, we the temperatures would get to like 100 and, 112 degrees, you know, 115 degrees during the day. But at night, because there's no humidity, it cools off. It cools off like 20 degrees. But in Japan, the humidity captures all that heat. And when night comes, it doesn't. There's no relief from it. There's and no time just, of the day that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's still sweaty and muggy and hot, you know. And uh, that is that's what makes it so uncomfortable. I think. I've been jet lagging, so I've been up at like 2 a.m. recently, and I go outside just to see what, you know, I get bored, there's nothing to do at 2 a.m., so I just go out my balcony, you know, and it's so horrible and hot and incredibly humid. Um, I guess one more thing to get out of the way about the weather is like the rain, too, it, it rains a lot in the summer. Yeah, this, year, I think at the this year's been pretty mild. Been better, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, there's like a rainy season, it's kind of the end of spring, start of summer that happens. I'd just say kind of throughout the summer in general. Again, it's all relative where you're from, but I'd say you're gonna get, you're guaranteed to get one rainy, one or two rainy days a week. Yeah, and the rain comes and it's still there's no relief from the heat. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it just it's, it'll come down hard, so it's like a downpour, and it's still sweaty and muggy. It's the closest thing to being in the cloud, honestly, that you'll ever come to without actually being in the cloud. It's what it really feels like, <laughs> like a rain cloud, a nice cumulonimbus or something. Um, yeah, so the weather weather's pretty bad, but um, I don't people my spirits seem to be high in the summer just like anywhere else. Well, there's ways you beat the heat, you know. I, um, yeah, we're gonna get into that. Yeah. Give you some, you know. We do our segments. One of our my favorite segments that we do is called Japan Hacks 2.0 Hacks, and I think this the second half of the show will just kind of be a big giant Japan summer 2.0 hack, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just kind of wanted to give you a, a frame or reference, you know, so what summer's like. And I think there's a lot of cool things about summer. Um, before we give you like tips, but one of the kind of defining characteristics of summer, there's a really stereotypical one if you watch. You know, manga or anime is uh, cicada. The cicadas, yeah. I was gonna just about to mention those. And I was greeted by one right when I came back from the States the other day. I turned the corner, saw my apartment door, I was like so happy and started like a little run, you know, after my 24 hour you know, uh, commute. And I just got hit right in the forehead with a giant cicada. It just it flew right into my head. It was a huge one. You know what they call that? 
It's called a semi bomb. Uh, semi is cicada in Japanese. Semi, yeah. And um, our friend Akagai was telling us um, that when you get hit with a cicada, they call it semi bomb. They're kind of like sloppy in their flying, or they seem to not have a lot of control. They are not the most graceful flyers, definitely. Do you know they only live for like a couple months or something? Oh, they're, like, they're fascinating. Um, my wife and I, we just recently watched a documentary about them, and they live underground for like seven or eight years and then crawl out for to live a couple of weeks or a couple of days. I, I can't remember. And it's then they're done, short. Right? And then they're done. They yeah. mate and then they, um, so they lay <laughs> eggs and then they die. Most of their life underground? But they live the majority of their life underground. They become grubs and then they go into like hibernation. I did not know that aspect. That's really cool. Yeah. Actually, if you look on the ground near trees, mm. you'll find all these little holes, and that's where the, the cicadas are climbing, climb out of the ground. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, but so the cicadas are the sound. Once you start hearing them, you know, it's like officially summer, and they are loud. Oh, man, we were in the park this weekend, and it was, the decibels were so high that we, we came out of the park pinching our ears, because it, yeah, it, yeah. it felt like we came out of a concert, like one of the loudest concerts I'd ever been to. Let's, let's try to, one of us record it, and then we can send it to each other whoever's editing and splice it in yes. it's, it's, if you don't know the sound you gotta hear it it's, it's very important have you ever seen them pee? no I know that's a weird thing to bring that's up awesome. I just recently realized um I used to walk under trees, especially in Korea, a lot, and I would feel like drops of water in the summer, like falling on me. I was like, "Where is this water coming from?" <laughs> yeah, I know this is this is unfortunate, but um, I, I found out that they they actually the way cicadas pee. There's YouTube videos you can go look, watch this. <laughs> I can tell you have <laughs> not safe for work, but um, uh, but it's so weird. It's kind of like a. I would kind of compare it to a dog. It's like a dog that lifts its leg and it shoots out the side. Is it a strong stream? It's a strong stream. <laughs> and if you see, like, on the videos, they have a, a bunch of cicadas together and they're all shooting, like, at the same time. Uh, in unison. It's crazy. Oh, man. So I saw it for the first time at my park and I was like, what was that? You know, like, I couldn't believe it. And uh, my wife and I went home and researched. We like insects. Uh, we do a cicada podcast at my house, yeah. Um, so yeah, cicada are the official soundtrack of Japanese summer. Um, I wanted to hit on like the festivals, the matsuri that happen. I think summer is really the matsuri season. It seems like they're the most concentrated then. Um, if you don't know matsuri is, you know, it's a, yeah, a festival. What does that mean exactly? There's like food stalls and people wear yukata and everyone drinks a lot. And there's some famous ones where there's like fire battles with shrines battling each other. The Tenjin Matsuri in Osaka is really famous. You can find a bunch of um, videos of, of it. What, what happens? It's a bunch of guys from this clan that like carry this huge. Uh, what, do, what do you call it when they shrine? It's a huge shrine that they carry, and there's a guy that stands on top, and he's directing them with a fan, and he's doing a dance and a chant, and all these guys are lifting this huge, huge, heavy shrine, and they get a lot of speed, and they cut. There's this whole documentary about them cutting this corner, and, oh, yeah. and that's they the one. flip yeah. this corner yeah. all the time. It's really fascinating. So, I mean, that's the most basic one, is always, like, carrying the shrine, and these people build it. They take months before and build it. There's, um, like, neighborhood 
communities that are, are getting together and building it. And this is, um, um, I have like a friend, his wife, who got chosen to be in charge of that. And it was this big stressful thing for her. And yeah, it's kind of like you have to do it. It's like a neighborhood obligation, you know? Um, and when people get chosen, they'll like cry and stuff. Like guys will cry after they do a good job. or Yeah, or maybe like a big neighborhood like, or something. It's but a big deal for people. They're, they're very, very heavy. There's videos of guys who like do it a lot. And they have like these giant like welts on their shoulders, you know. And uh, it's a pretty wild thing. I've seen really small ones with like kids, like small kids doing them. And yeah, those are really really fun and cool. The Kobe, the big one in Kobe, is a Brazilian one. This Kobe is known to be like this international city, right? So there's like, a big samba parade. And then there's another one. It's a fireworks festival. And that one's probably a little more famous. The best one I ever saw was in Surahashi um, by Koreatown. Yeah. Um, it's one where it, it's mostly girls, like teenage girls. Mm. And uh, they, it's teenage guys carry the big shrine. But um, these teenage girls are like on their shrines, like, you know, shouting and, and screaming. And then there's a circle of girls around the shrine. And they're just dancing, and it's so impish and mm, awesome. It was. The coolest it's, one I've ever seen. Yeah. Japan has this stereotype of like this blending of modern culture and traditional culture, and these masuri, you really feel that traditional culture come out, and it just is something it's kind of primitive. It, it's so cool to be in a big city, you know, and see skyscrapers, and yet people are carrying these handmade shrines and doing these dances that seem really uh, like they're from another world, you know. One thing that I think is super cool is like that young people are getting involved in these, like they get involved in the um, mm. the um, taiko drumming yeah. and they also get involved in the mass masteries and you know in the states I feel like sometimes you know Young people are they don't want to get into, yeah, involved in the, the traditional culture and so like traditions kind of die mm. and I, I don't know if it's that way around the world but I don't know um, it's like not every I'm from a Mexican family but so few of my cousins have had quinceañeras right like that tradition has probably died with my aunts and uncles you know and it's probably not coming back in our family but yeah I don't know that sense of tradition is really cool my Japanese friends always tell me same things like I'll, I'll talk about American you know, traditions dying or whatever and then they'll always be like oh yeah like Japan it's like that too it's not what it used to be so I think everything's relative you know um but so I'm sure, you know, if there was like 80% involvement before, it's like only 70 now. But still, compared to where we come from, compared to Western culture, yeah, it seems so cool that you know, kids are getting involved in that. Um, another big thing about summer for me, I mentioned it a little bit before, but like yukata, which is a traditional style of clothing. You see a lot of people wearing yukata, especially at these matsuri. It's, it's the clothing of choice. You kind of feel like a, a loser a bit showing up there not in one. And it's one of my big bucket list things in Japan is to get one. And I've gone shopping for them about 10 times or so. And uh, in the second half of the show, I'll give you some tips, even though I haven't been successful. But it's such a cool thing to me, and I, I like them so much that I want to find the absolute perfect one. And it's a bit of an investment. It's not super cheap. So I've gone shopping like 10 times, and I just can't. I've come so close, but still I haven't found that perfect one yet. You don't have one, do you? I don't have one. Do you, no. do you want one? Or? I mean, I don't know. It's like one of those things where when you see a Westerner, like, wow, ah, yeah, it kind of, it kind of, it's striking. Like, you know, I noticed it's it. It's divisive and how you feel about it, right? Like, yeah, I always, like, 
how do I really feel about this? Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, I think it's cool. Actually, I think it's really cool that, that you know, Gaijin are dressing up, you know, in the yukatas and stuff, and I, I really want to do it. I'm actually, after going to, uh, I, I went to a hotel, that, a hotel pool recently. It's a place that you recommended. I'm sure we'll talk about it in a future episode a little better, but... Um, I was wearing the robes in the, from the changing room. Yeah, those are like the, I think they're called djembe. And it was so comfortable, yeah. you know, that like I was like, man, I really need to get a yukata now. They were the short ones, right? Yeah. So if, uh, yukata, the bottom is two pieces, and it's made of shorts on the bottom. It's more modern style, because, you know, it's like Western style shorts on top, and the top part's that crossover robe you probably are familiar with. Those are djembe, and djembe are cool, but yukata to me, I mean, seems really still so foreign. Same as you, like... I especially actually like the sandals that come with them. They're called Geta. They're wooden block sandals. Yeah. And I asked my students right when I came to Japan four years ago, hey, if foreigners wearing these, like, I don't know. I mean, we might get into some kind of divisive territory here, but I think it's an interesting topic of, like, I don't know. You don't want to be, like, that token foreigner, you know, who's just taking on Japan 100%. And I don't know if there's such a thing as trying to be too Japanese if you're not, but there's some quality there that I personally just don't don't want to do, you know? Yeah. It's crossing a bit of a line. Yeah. And I wondered, would that be wearing the traditional wooden sandals or a yukata? I think they're cool. But all the kids said, you know, foreigners look cooler wearing the Japanese. I don't know if that's just a nicety or whatever, but... From local Japanese, apparently they think it, it's, it's cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think among other foreigners, those are the ones they're probably going to be judging you. I, I don't know. I guess if. Yeah, I don't know. If my wife and I, we both got dressed up in something. Maybe, maybe it might look a little more. I, I don't know. I can do it by myself and go to something. I guess. Yeah. But usually, if I see Gaijin people wearing the yukatas and stuff, they're either with groups or they're with like their. Uh, mm. A Japanese boyfriend or girlfriend yeah. or husband or wife. Well, let's do it as a big group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. No. So, you caught their cool. I still think it's so cool that, you know, it doesn't even need to be a Matsuri anything. It's on a Wednesday afternoon you see someone wearing them sometimes. Yeah. Or out, me, out at the mall or something. You know, I, when I moved here, I just I couldn't believe that. And I moved here right in summer in August. Last we were going out, and we like, holy crap, Japan is awesome. And it's like what I wanted it to be. And that's not some stereotype from the movies. Or people just just wear these just as you wear a business suit or something, you know? Yeah. It still is slightly rare. You, you do take notice of it still. If it's a really nice one, you'll take notice, right? I think if someone's wearing it nicely, especially a kimono, you definitely take notice of those more. Yeah, guy, I mean, guys, yukatas are always a lot more blazy. They're like pretty casual, yeah. brown or gray or kind of a colorful one. Yeah, I would like one with like a pattern, like a, um, like probably a Koman or like, you know, like some sort of on Koman. Koman is, by the way, a family crest. And, uh, yeah, I think the design is really cool. I think you could get like the ones with like the, uh, the clouds or waves on them. That could be pretty cool too. Yeah. As long as it's not too garish, you know. Uh, but women have really pretty yukatas, you know, it's like flowers and pink and um, vibrant colors, you know, orchids and, um, yeah, I mean, and then they have like a sash that goes around their waist that's always really colorful and sometimes has like, like plants and stuff, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's like faux 
plants kind of like coming off of them and yeah um, the, the sash is uh, Obi Obi yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, records you know Matt and I record all the lovers in Japan the record sleeves will have Obi on them they call them Obi it's like a band that goes around yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. record collectors you know even in the states that's like a Japanese word they know right yeah um, is there anything else like the finding characteristics well I'm just looking at some people right now and they're, they're, they're outside smoking but they have fans and um, I do find that like people okay, still do use fans a lot by um, fans kind of describe what you describe the fan well you know about. the folding fans oh, yeah. that um, I mean anybody who's ever seen like a kabuki dancer or something like you know it's a folding fan if you've ever been in like a Japanese gift shop or something you'll see these um, you know Chinese gift shops have them too you but know. again I thought that was something before I came here like surely that's not used you know but yeah they, they're definitely used often my wife loves them she uses them a lot yeah uh, they hand them out like kind of plastic crappy ones outside the stations as promotions yeah sometimes you could get a cool one you know I've gotten some with anime characters or, yeah. or um, some with the face of it, like a character so you can hold it up and it looks like your face is there. but those ones don't fold they're just like a, a plastic sheet yeah if you go to an event or like a uh, a movie or something you might get one there too yeah. if they're advertising for it yeah so yeah, you're right fans are cool man Sweat tiles, too. That was something new to me. Uh, people rock these sweat tiles. They look like handkerchiefs. There's thick ones that look like washcloths, and then there's a thin handkerchief style. You see them wrapped around necks a lot. Um, people just keep them in their pocket, and they bust it out and wipe off their brow, you know? Yeah. Uh, in the summertime, you see a lot of women with wearing parcels, or using parcels. Yeah. Or parasols. Yeah. Yeah. Like parasols. Yeah. Not parcels. They're not delivering anything. Well, I just call them umbrellas, so I'm, I'm pretty uncivilized. <laughs> but yeah, it's a parasol. Mm. And then they often cover their whole body, so they'll be wearing like sleeves, uh, long sleeves and stuff. And I mean, I think these are these are women that don't want to get tan or yeah. are trying to protect their skin. We actually brought those to the states for my wife's uh, mom. Oh yeah, she's Korean. Yeah, uh, she likes the Japanese brand ones apparently. Mm. So we brought her like eight pairs of those things so she can rock them in the states. <laughs> Uh, the first time you see a woman like covered from head to toe, sometimes uh, even covering their faces, it's quite a sight. Yeah, um, we're kind of getting into the territory of our second half, which is ways to beat the heat with fans and well, stuff. So maybe it's time, time to take a break. Take a break. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break right here, and then we'll be back with more Japan 2.0. summertime and David I think he has one as well I have one already but um let's have a battle it's a Gads this is the Gadsby ice pack and these are um these are our deodorant uh, wipes that deodorant well I, I mean it says it's deodorized so um these are these face are wipes face wipes or this is this one I got in particular is a body body wipe okay but um I got a face one for us but they're basically like uh, wet naps yes. that have menthol in them. Yeah. So um, 
as you rub them on your... These on are marketed towards men, the yeah. ones we have, but they have ones that are marketed towards women as well. Yeah, it's called Ice Type Deodorant Body Paper by Gatsby. And um, I'm going to try one right now. You want to try one too? Yeah. And I, try it on your ass? Yeah, I, I want to compare. Yeah, it's a face one, so we'll use the face one next. Right. The smell is a bit... Oh, man. I had a close citrus. My, it hurt my eyes. Yeah. Citrus. It's really, really strong. Um, maybe it's alcohol-based. I don't it's know. It's got to be alcohol-based. Yeah. If it is, then my... Um, it's got to dry us out. Yeah. I'm going to get a rash. I don't feel much of the burning sensation I associate with menthol. Yeah. It feels cool. Yeah. I guess all right, it's coming now. It takes about ten seconds to get in. Yeah. So it has so, a. These are definitely big things you see people busting out. Man, I was dirty. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Looks like you're wearing a makeup cover been, up or something. Yeah, it must have been in the the train. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a strong odor. These ones are making me like cough by inhale. Yeah, we're probably our poor neighbors at the restaurant, you know, yeah. trying to enjoy their their right. uh, waffles and. Uh, so mine are Biore brand, and they're for the face. These are about a couple of years old. <laughs> the bag I'm using today, I don't think they wear a bag, but I brought some fresh ones. I had some stuff to carry. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Feel it. It's okay. totally dry. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's got a slight effect there. My face is getting sweaty on walk over here, but yeah, these yeah these so are dry. Word of the wise: there's like a probably a year or two shelf life. Yeah, but you can buy these kind of things in any convenience store yeah. and or pharmacy. Three yeah. dollars, maybe. Yeah, it's about three bucks. And yeah, my arms feel really like. I mean, I, I feel the burn from the menthol right now, and yeah. it actually, um, it does help. My my wife has. Some, you down, some menthol oil at home and um, sometimes I'll put it on on my person before I go uh, go out and it does feel like it cools me down only in and summer I, it must yeah yeah only in summer but um, I think what it does it kind of tricks your body your your mind you know and then your body kind of follows suit yeah but um, yeah I, I actually feel kind of refreshed and it smells better once it's smells good. Yeah. So if you're sweating and you're stinky, it definitely helps there, mm-hmm. I guess. But anyway, that's the Japan 2.0 hack. You use the um, Gatsby facial yeah. wipes or what are yours called? Uh, they're called Ice Type. Ice Type, yeah. Yeah, Ice Citrus. Yeah, yeah. That's Deodorant paper. One of the many ways uh, to beat the heat. We'll be, we'll be back to tell you some more. bunch of different tips and tricks to being the heat. Yeah. Essentially, Japan 2.0 hacks uh, even more, expanding on what we were just talking about. And I have one that uh, I just encountered on my way over here, which is uh, you want to avoid the low cooling uh, trains. Mm. 
That's a good one. On, on the way over here, I was just, I just got back in Japan. I've mentioned a couple times I was in the States, and I was like, man, what's, I, I really need to acclimate again to this weather because I was in the train where there's normally air, you know, and it feels good. Sometimes it's actually even too cold. Um, but I was just sweating on the train, like even after being on it for 15 minutes. I'm like, man, this sucks. But sure enough, I look up, it's a crowd of trains, so it's hard to see. And I see this little blue sign that's always in the front. I look for a kanji. It's a uh, similar kanji to the, in Shibuya's name. That's how I learned it. It looks like a house. And that means you're in like the low aircon, low energy car, you know, where they save energy. Or I guess some people who get pulled too easily can go in that car on purpose. Yeah. But for me, it's always, I don't want to be in that car. And the bad thing is, like, they don't have a way to know that you're going to be in it. Um, until you're already in it. So if you're standing in line to get a good seat and you're like second in line out of 10 people and you walk in the car and you see that sign, well, then you got to go to another car where you're going to be standing for a while, you know? Yeah. Um, out in Tokyo, though, I did notice on some of the lines, on the tracks, they would show they you. It. Yep, they mentioned it. But out where I live, there's no way to know. Some cars will have it on the outside of the car once it arrives, and then you could jump to another line before you get in. But, um, yeah, that for me, for sure, if you find yourself hot on a subway. Yeah, I haven't noticed them this year, but last oh. year I, I noticed some in Osaka. They have the, the stickers that they put on there, and it says low. Oh. They're on every car on the inside, I guarantee. I guarantee that they're always there on the inside. Yeah. Um, you just got to know where to look. Yeah. But um, the front car and the back car, not always. It depends on the line, but traditionally those ones have it, so you want to avoid those cars. However, though, a lot less people do use them, so they are sometimes less crowded as well. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's one tip. Stay cool is avoid those low cooling cars. Just do like a Google search or something. You can find that kanji, the symbol for it. And that way you'll know what to look for. It's, it's not always in English. Sometimes it's only in Japanese. That took me a, a year or something to learn about that. That's a really good tip, though. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the best ways to be beat that heat. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you got for us? Well, uh, one is, I mean, it's pretty well known, but it's kakigori, kakigori, which is the shaved ice. Or, and um, you can find that around town pretty much anywhere in Japan. Uh, a lot of restaurants will put out a kakigori sign during the summer months, and that's, like, the only time you really see it, like, really on display. It's, it's very a, similar to, like, ice, the ice concrete. Yeah, and it's a red sign. It's a red one with, uh, like, waves in the background, and it looks it looks cool, you know? Uh, I think most people that know a little bit about Japanese culture will see the kakigori sign. You can look it up on, on you know, Google, and you'll recognize it right away. But um, that's a great treat. I mean, I get it, like... I don't get it all the time, but I get it about four or five times every every summer. And it's gotta have milk in it, though. The kinds of cream or milk aren't as yeah. good. I actually like the one with the red bean, which I kind of uh, turn around to, uh, and it, it has like condensed milk on it and red bean paste, and then usually a little bit of flavoring. Of, but uh, and if it has mochi or something, kind of like a parfait, you know, like where it has like a couple other items in it, I really. I really like those, but um, Mr. Donut has kind of an interesting 
category right right now. They don't even call it that. They call it like snow snow flakes coffee or something one. like that. Um, they have like a coffee one. They have like a uh, I think it's a it's a pink one. So like cotton candy or something. Okay. But uh, uh, that's another good place to check out. My skin is burning so much. By the way, from yeah, our yeah. Japan too. It's like it's really setting in now. It's probably been five or ten minutes. Oh, it's so cooling. I can feel it. Is it stronger right now than it was before? Yeah. 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 Interesting. I wonder how healthy it is. This is actually the first time I've used these, okay. but it's very similar to using the menthol oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Yo, you reminded me of another thing which I I never knew about before I came here. But at the convenience stores, really, really popular drinks. So, like water, Bacari Sweat, and green tea. Those must be like the three most consumed drinks. They will sell frozen versions if you go in like the cooler section. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll sell these frozen ones, and you can tell they're frozen because they've been expanded. They're much bigger, you know? And it takes, if you bring those outside, it'll take about an hour for them to actually melt. Maybe even two hours until you can like drink the whole thing but you just have those and you, I put it on my neck as I'm walking around you know and my neck will melt it and you get like a couple sips and then it's all ice and then put it back somewhere else yeah, you know what I'm talking about yeah, you seen these ones yeah, and it's also, yeah, yeah. And that to me really 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 works well on a really hot day if I have to go to like a uh, work function or something like that yeah. and then I'll, I'll buy some of those and put it with like a bento or something mm-hmm. and by the time I'm ready to eat it's got my bento cool and, um, and you have a drink and I have a drink yeah. yeah so those are cool and they're like a buck you know I mean I think it's same price as the ones in the regular yeah. section. Um, I wish sometimes there was like different drinks in there. You know, I, I drink green tea, but I drink coffee, so it's too much caffeine for me. I kind of have to pick, pick or choose, you know. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to have like a milk tea or something in there too. But yeah, sometimes yeah. I have a lemon, like the lemon drink. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, those are awesome. But to me, honestly, that's probably one of the most effective, effective ones. Um, but yeah, like, you know, carry around a drink and put it on your head and stuff. You don't really see anyone else doing that. That's just a David, a David one. <laughs> but if you don't mind making a fool of yourself to stay cool, it, it works very, very well. Yeah. Um, Do you ever use the parasol? You, you mentioned it before. No. Um, I never use the parasol. But, um, yeah, no, I haven't used umbrellas. On that note, though, to stay cool, you stay in the shade. And it sounds really obvious. Yeah. You're like, yeah, of course, the shade is cooler. But, like, um, I have crosswalks, kind of like a big place where you, you just start thinking in, in a different way. You start seeing a city in a different way and really looking for the shade. And I'm kind of oblivious to it sometimes. And then, I, like, I look up or I stop listening to my music. I'm like, oh, everyone's walking. I typically try to avoid the crowd just naturally. But I'll see, oh, no, actually, I should stick with the crowd because everyone's walking in this small little path of shade. Or at a crosswalk, you'll see no one standing, like, at the line on a sunny day. And I'm like, why? That's weird. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a little shaded area. It's, like, 10 feet back. Everyone's just huddled around that, you know? Yeah. But honestly, if you do stay in those areas, it really helps. It makes a big difference. Cutting through buildings, you know, if you're, like, walking by a big mall or something, just walk in there to get some air conditioning. Because, I mean, yeah, staying in air conditioning is is the key to survive the summer. And um, I, I find that malls are a great place. You could spend all day there. Usually there's cafes, restaurants, you know. We have um, Eon Malls in Kansai. And they're all kind of all over the place. And they're usually fairly accessible from bikes, biking, or usually they're not by a lot of stations. I find that trains don't typically get that close to them. But um, 
have this in my neighborhood. My abs are pretty close to the station. They're not in the station, but they're always like within five, two, five minutes walking. Yeah, yeah. But um, we, yeah, we just got one that's not that far from the station, like five or six minutes. A new one? I just got a new one. It's like life changing for me. Oh, it's huge. And uh, uh, it's a really great place to go. They got uh, coffee bean in there. Oh, gotcha. And I could sit in coffee bean for hours, you know? Yeah. But you get, the point of these places is there's like these big complexes in Japan. You can just stay in them all day. I mean, they offer anything you want to buy to have there. There's, there's like pharmacies, you can buy cologne. It's honestly like every kind of shop you want. Yeah. So yeah, stand, finding these big complexes that are pretty tall usually, look for like the tall buildings. Yeah. You just stand there. And I find the air in Japan is really good. Other places in Asia, um, don't. Korea is a great example. I find like businesses in Korea didn't pump the air quite as strong as they do here in Japan. Yeah. And it's always shocking to me because like most Japanese people I know at their house and stuff, they just don't use enough air, in my opinion, as a Westerner. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to comment on that. Yeah. So, um, and I'm putting this out here so it's in the like zeitgeist, right? Yeah. And, uh, Japan is really bad about insulation. Their buildings, their houses, everything has like super thin insulation, paper thin practically, you know, like glass, one pane of glass, you know. I've tried looking this up, like why. Yes. And as as like nature conscious and like energy conservation conscious as they are, they're... They haven't adopted insulation yet, and it would make such a big difference in like your home. And I turn on my air conditioner, and then as the second I turn it off, it's hot again. You know? yeah, like five minutes, and then yeah. you're done. And it takes like forever. I mean, it'll take an hour to get the place cool. You turn it off five minutes, and you're done. Yeah. So I totally agree, and I don't want to be like. It's really easy to be like. Uh, Japan should adapt to like Western standards, you know, or something like that. But hopefully, you're along that line. You know, we're, we're not that way. Of energy, you know, and so, especially now that Japan's kind of getting away from nuclear nuclear yeah. energy, that, um, I think they'd be trying to save as much as they can. I have a couple of theories on it, and there's a, other people. These aren't always original, but one is that there's like there's a lot of monopolies here, mm-hmm. and that I, I think somehow like the construction companies and energy companies must be together, and like they must not want that stuff to be cheap or they made a bargain. Easy. Honestly, easier to get. Um, there are, like, the really rich people live in these massive, big, modern apartments, you know? Not yeah. Doing Airbnb, I've got to stay at some of those places. And I'm sure they have all the... They do have nice insulation there. Um, but so there's that. There's also, like, the whole earthquake-proof thing theory, too, that, like, whatever it is about the materials they use here for earthquake stuff, that, like, insulation's not good for that, or it's, like, easily flammable in an earthquake. But California has earthquakes, too, and, and they're... We have insulation in the walls and yeah, double pane windows. To, to some degree, I think that's true. I, I mean, I think they're much more of a reality here than they are. I mean, there's earthquakes every day in Japan. But I mean, it would help the summertime. Yeah, like, and that's yeah, that's why I wanted to bring it up. So yeah. those of you out there who are looking to change things, <laughs> but don't you find that when you go into shops and stuff, that despite Japan being really energy conscious and stuff, that like they're oh, they're blaring it all the time. Yeah. It's not as strong as like the U.S. You know, as it yeah. the U.S. has got a problem where it's like way too cold inside and then too hot outside. I remember going into to, this a, a long time ago. I was like a kid. I went in to see Apollo 13 in a movie theater and it was so cold I felt like I was in, in the movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I was like, oh, I'm stuck in space. Yeah. And like when I was 
10 or whatever. There's all these crazy devices. If you go to like a place like Tokyo Hands or something that they'll sell to stay cool, like these like ice packs that you can put in your shoes and like jackets with like inserts to put ice packs in. And it's pretty crazy. I watched an NHK special one time about all these devices that are being made uh, to beat global warming or whatever it was the segment. Um, I don't really see people using that. Maybe I just can't tell that they're using it. They got it inside their vest, you know. But These guys are like rocking eight ice packs. I kind of feel that those aren't a reality yet, you know. You can see these kind of silly things, but I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's real life Japan to me, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, people tend to do, they, even when they do things outdoors, it's cool stuff, you know. It's like yeah. going outside. Uh, there are a lot of pop up restaurants that are outdoors. Yeah. Uh, on the Jotambori um, Canal, there's always this barbecue place that pops up every year, and they have um, they have outside barbecues and stuff, and people are drinking beer and you know cold drinks. And they always set up tents or they set up the canopies to keep you in the shade. Um, For me, yeah, that, that's a good one. We go to parks a lot, and they have fountains, and typically it's children in there. But I have a kid, so I can jump into. And not honestly, like you don't really care that much. Uh, there's always these big fountains or like water areas and people are just jumping in there and it, it feels not Japanese like the Japanese stereotype of like following the rules and always being like demure and like pristine but you just see people like jumping in these fountains at these really nice modern kind of like ritzy places um, so yeah there's one by Meta not far from where we are yeah, and it's yeah. just really nice fountain modern, like it's beautiful architecture yeah and yeah. then there's like these kids that take diapers their, their pants they're totally and, naked yeah, yeah. And they just jump in and play in the water, which is totally awesome. I think it's the I best think so. thing ever. It's yeah. cool, yeah. Uh, so you have a family. Or, I think, again, you could do it without a family, I guess, too. But uh, it's probably a little easier <laughs> if you have a kid with you. I don't know why it's associated with kids, but it, but it is. Those are good ways to stay cool. Uh, uh, some, some clothing companies will sell quick-drying uh, clothes yeah, yeah. or, um, you know, times there most people don't have dryers or at, at least at my apartment we don't have a dryer so we have to hang out our clothes but if it's real humid or or something you know it could take a while yeah. to, for it to fully dry but uh companies like uniqlo sell these things called like fast dry or quick dry t-shirts yeah. and stuff and those things do dry like, yeah materials when you touch it you, you'll know it it's, yeah it's kind of like a windbreaker or something yeah. even really really nice as that one of the shops i like called journal standard it's like a beams competitor and it's pretty expensive mm-hmm. and i was in there i was like oh, i like these dress pants i'm, I'm really traditionist like a clothing and i like thick material i'm paying good money i want to be thick because i want it to last like a long time and I, I won't buy at an expensive place i won't buy like the, the dry quick dry stuff but yeah you'll see really nice looking dress pants that totally trick you and you go up and you touch them and it's like made out of that like cardboardy material you know yeah um because yeah people have to wear suits and stuff here for work and they have to look good but uh yeah you want to beat the heat that's, yeah, that's a good one talking about all the clothing that's made. recently um the government passed this thing where uh Businessmen don't have to wear ties. Cool biz. Yeah, it's called Cool Biz. Yeah. Was the name of the. Uh, I think it was five years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's been. It's still pretty recent yeah, though. Yeah. And um, it, so all the businessmen now they don't wear ties. They keep. They wear like short sleeve dress shirts, no ties, open. You know, it's in the summer you start seeing them pop up like at the beginning of the month. Yeah. Of, uh, maybe. June. The pessimists said it's so that they can uh, save money on the air. They don't have to run the air. It's cold then. Oh, yeah. So that's part of the cool business. Oh, it was man. like, to sit. 
I, you always wonder. I don't know. I think I always thought, are they really energy conscious or are they just frugal? You know, like, yeah. do they just want to save money? I don't know. I don't want to. I think it depends on some sides here. It I probably think depends. Japan, I think in Japan, they're a little more energy conscious, or in Korea, sometimes I felt more. I think they're just doing it to save money. I went by a big post office di- distribution center, like where they organize, you know, like the, the mail and all that stuff. And I was walking. I was pretty far away from the building, but they were cranking the air so high that I could feel it from the street. And I was standing there and I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like... They must have those things turned up to 11. When I want to, like, search something on my phone, I'll stand in the street by those places for a while, you know? And there, there was a guy, you know, how uh, a lot of buildings have a... Um, it's not, like, he's kind of like a security guard or, like, a traffic, like, usher. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's usually an old retired retiree that's, it's like, his part-time job or something. Yeah. And, um... I was looking at that guy and I was like, man, he is so lucky because there's so many guys like him that don't have aircon blaring, you know, at him at all times. As he was outside, I mean, he has to stand outside all day. I think that's about it for my tips. How about you? Yeah, I think I'm pretty good. Um, You know, just stay cool out there, everybody, you know, and and enjoy summer. Enjoy doing fun things in summer. Uh, Get yourself some watermelon. That's a common common practice. Go to the beach, you know, in Japan. There's a lot of nice beaches. I recommend Suma. It's it's, uh, Kobe. Um, It's a unique, you know, side of Japan. I would say if you're going to visit try not to come in, in summer personally yeah other seasons are better that being said if you've come before you've been to Japan a lot and you haven't seen summer this is a unique side I think uh, spirits are very high in summer here mm-hmm. it feels it feels like very fun uh, the opposite is winter and I feel yes personally I, I wouldn't say I get depressed but I'm at my lowest point usually every year in, in the winter where I do even though I don't like summer it's very uncomfortable I, feel very happy. It might have to do with my job, having off. Um, the days are long, too. Yeah, in the, the winter, winter, in the, the, winter the days get really short. And Japan's days are very short in the winter, so yeah, you're right. You know, the fact I think that the sun's out, the sun's out until 7. Yeah. But just in the States, the sun stays out to like 10, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So it is not as long as Western culture. But, but I, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons. Like, I mean, for me, I, I get a little bit down in the end, tail end of uh, winter, and it's because the days are so short. You yeah. go to work and then you come back home and it's like done. Yeah. I left when it was dark. I really came home when it was dark. Everyone I've talked to feels that way. It's yeah. definitely a thing here that I haven't really heard anyone talk about. So yeah, luckily my my jobs typically let me go outside for a couple hours a day. Yeah. yeah. If it, that wasn't the case, I would have been really missing the sunlight. Mm. Well, yeah, so summer, Japan, yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to Japan 2.0. We're all over the internet. Uh, in our, uh, we have a blog at Japan 2.0 at WordPress.com. And uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We've done a bunch of cool stuff on all of those, so you know, we should definitely check them out. Um, like mostly on Instagram. Instagram's the one we yeah, do. Yeah, we like Instagram because we don't like words. Yeah, if you haven't subscribed to uh, to us on iTunes, please yeah, do that. That's, that's the best one to uh, do. We're really looking for ratings, so if you have a couple minutes, uh, please rate our podcast, and we'd really appreciate it. Give us five stars give us whatever however many stars you want but five stars is the right answer 
Yeah, and, um, that helps us a lot. Yeah, yeah, it does help us a lot. We don't, we're Matt and I, as you probably know, are bad at technology. We're not in any like Android platform, although we should be. Yeah. You can always get the MP3 or stream it on our blog. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that iTunes for us is very. I don't know why it's easy because we're Apple users. That's you know important for the show. So if you like the show, want to see the show, uh, do better. That's awesome for us. I have a song on the show today. Let's hear it. So um, Cornelius, uh, I'm wearing a Cornelius shirt today, yeah, as you can see. Yeah, um, just came out with a new album. Did you get it? Uh, I haven't got it yet. I got a single from it, and that's what I'm going to talk about. I got a seven-inch single, uh, and it's my favorite song from the album. I've listened to a lot of the songs from the album, and I think it's pretty good. But this song is the most upbeat, the most. Uh, I don't know, it speaks to me. It's got like this synth bass line that's really great. Um, and it's called Sometime, Someplace. Okay. And uh, I think it's a great song. Is that the single or is it the B side? Uh, that's the single. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's the second song on the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I plan on sitting, sitting down and picking up this album and like that fully digesting it. But, um, but I saw this at the record shop. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta get a Cornelius single, you know. I didn't have a lot of his stuff and I had heard that song before on it has a cool music video and uh, yeah, it's a really good what's song. the music video because I think I've seen it um, it's it like has blobs like, and colors yeah it's like a following a straight line in like the sky yeah. or like and right. there's geometric shapes flying by and yeah. just kind of seeing so through like cars the only song I've heard. and buildings yeah. and, and stuff and somebody's walking on this path at some point and um, yeah really good song the name of his album is Mellow Waves this song is Sometime Someplace I might be getting those turned around but it might be someplace sometime but awesome uh, yeah you can find it if you look it up alright cool alright stay cool guys stay cool peace alright Thank you.